In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with Ian Wright. Being a Browns fan is a roller coaster. We lost. Ian, how are you feeling? We didn't just lose. We got our ass whipped. Jeez. Cardinals, they added that 17th game to the season. Cardinals took it personal. They came into First Energy Stadium and just walloped them. Yeesh. Mate, there was times in the game, though, when, when it was close. Oh, yeah. The final score ends up, you know, 37-20 or 37-14. And you look at that and, yes, did the Browns get beat in every facet of the game? Yes. But realistically, you had momentum coming out of halftime. You needed to capitalize on it. Stefanski needed to throw the kitchen sink and do whatever he could do to get a touchdown after the defense held the Cardinals to a three and out coming out of the third quarter. If at 20-14 to 14, or 23-14 at halftime, if you come out and score there and make it a three-point game, you know, they probably would have kicked the uh, the extra points. So I'm guessing it would have been, you know, 23-21. This is a totally different game. The Browns don't play it the same. You're not constantly dropping back to pass with two backup tackles. Yeah, so absolutely, the Browns lost this game in the beginning part of the third quarter. Um, before we get too deep, let's break it down. Offense, Ian, what are you giving out of 10? Browns had 290 yards, uh, one for four on fourth down, three for 10 on third down, got sacked five times, only had 73 yards rushing, nine penalties as a team. I mean, this is, you know, they lost two fumbles, two. You know, I give them a point for the, the Hail Mary. So they go from a one, you get the Hail Mary, I'll give you an extra bonus point, two. I mean, Baker Mayfield was not great, Paul. Baker Mayfield was 19 of 28. 234 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. The Donovan People Jones was good though. Yeah, he was your offensive MVP. He's the two. All right, let's go with two. I you know, but a lot of things to talk about. O-line of O-line, we missed two tackles, let's be honest. Yeah, no, I'm Um, not saying I'm not saying that like this is what we saw on that field was a two, you know, are there reasons? Absolutely. You know, you had Blake Hans who gave it the college try that he could and Jack Conklin was out. So you had, you know, James Hudson who listen, Paul, we said it, we said it with Jack. We said it, me and you, if we saw James Hudson playing meaningful snaps for the Browns this year, we were in trouble. And it was the reason why yes. Were the, was the officiating good? No, that's beside the point. But at the end of the day, like you have to rate the offense that was on the field and not having Nick Chubb, having Odell at least show up. I mean, at least we saw him out there. I think he showed the presence that he can make five catches, 79 yards, average 16 yards a catch. I mean, that's, I could take that, but yeah, the tackles were bad and you didn't have your best running back. I hate to break the news to people and listen, you know, knock on wood, the, the initial thing related to Kevin Savansky's press conference is that Kareem Hunt's injury is not an Achilles. 
which would be monumental for the Browns because, you know, as I put on Twitter, if that was an Achilles injury, that's probably the last you see Kareem Hunt in the Browns uniform, given that he's going to be out a year. And at this point, you're not paying a $6.25 million next year. So if this is a torn calf or something related to a, you know, a, a grade two or a grade three strain slash tear in the calf, then you're looking maybe eight to 10 weeks. You could probably see him back end of the season. One thing that really frustrated me in the game was all the holding penalties. Yeah. That's, that's what, when, when you leak water. So if you think of the offensive line as a boat, Paul, when you start leaking water, now somebody that's in charge of one duty of the boat has to then overcompensate and try to patch a hole on the other side. And when you got James Hudson, who can't even line up on the line of scrimmage. I mean, let's remember that Austin Hooper on the first drive of the game completed 20 yards down the middle. And it was called back because our right tackle did not line up on the line of scrimmage. That, 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 that can't happen. And it's one of those things where the Browns self-inflicted wounds will get you. Baker Mayfield needs to learn to throw the ball away. He does a great job making one guy miss, maybe even slipping out of a second guy. You are not going to run around like Lamar Jackson, like Kyler Murray, you know, get rid of the ball. I mean, the, the play that he got his arm destroyed by Watt, throw it away. It's second down. Like, what are we doing? He, he's, he's trying to just make this, you know, monumental play. And it's like, not, it's not going to work. Mate, let's call it a two. Let's move on. We've got Broncos on Thursday. Defense. You know, this defense, uh, if they aren't the worst, they are arguably one of the worst third down defenses in the entire NFL. I mean, how many times watching that game was it third down? Need I look very far into the game at third and 21? We give up a touchdown. We give up a touchdown at third and 21. They scored, they had 352 yards of off of total offense against this defense. Their, their third down efficiency, they were eight of 15, 50%, better than 50% on, on third down. What's going on? All right. Here's the thing. The defensive line, I think is actually probably the strength of this defense. They, those four guys, the entire point of Joe Woods defense. And, you know, I know a lot of people are going to argue scheme versus just, talent so the browns defensive line can rush four and create pressure that means that you have seven guys 11 minus four is seven that means i have seven guys in coverage if those guys in coverage can't communicate then we're gonna we're gonna give up wide open completions to the end of the season denzel ward i don't think he was trying to do this but he absolutely threw ronnie harrison under the bus the touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins, he says, he goes, yeah, we're in cover two. Okay, cover two means that a safety stays deep and covers half a field. Now, in goal line, you watch Ward take DeAndre Hopkins, lead him to the inside where the safety is supposed to be. Now, I'm not saying that Tyler Murray couldn't complete the pass on Ronnie Harrison in coverage, but Ronnie Harrison, for some reason, thought, oh, Denzel is going to follow him in man. And what will happen is, is I can jump the underneath route. You'll watch. There's actually a route that'll go right at the goal line. It's an outbreaking route. Now, if Kyler Murray had thrown it there, 
Ronnie Harrison may have very well intercepted the intercepted the ball and run it to the house. The problem is, is when DeAndre Hopkins has nobody within 20 yards of him, Kyler Murray can just look and go, well, that seems odd. Touchdown. So the biggest issue right now with this Browns defense is, and it's not a scheme thing. The players aren't where they're supposed to be. Now, is that a coaching thing in terms of the, the coaches, you know, telling the players, this is what you're supposed to do. These are the reads. John Johnson hasn't been great. This is a scheme that's supposed to fit him. He's not playing great. Ronnie Harrison is out there. I don't know where he's at half the time. Now, are they getting helped out by the calls? No, but let's talk specifically about the communication in the back end is simply, as Bill Belichick has famously said for how many years, do your job. Don't worry about what the linebacker is supposed to. You're not going to help him out, Ronnie Harrison. Do your job. You're not going to do Denzel Ward's job. Do Ronnie Harrison's job. That's the issue with the defense. Guys are trying to make plays and they're not doing their job. It's disappointing. Every game, it feels like anything that goes long is worrying for our safeties. And I'm surprised more opposition don't threaten us and challenge that more. Paul, we've given up 30, 40, what, 47 points last week and 37 this week. I mean, we're our defense the last two weeks after holding back-to-back team teams, the, you know, the Vikings and the Bears to sub 10 points. We've now held the last two teams to over almost 40 points. And listen, I know we, we were ready to put Grand, uh, Grand Delpit in the, uh, in the Hall of Fame after his first game, but he's struggling. He, he's lost out there. JOK, he is an athletic specimen. He is very fast. He is lost out there. He is running he around. He looks injured as well, doesn't he? He is injured. Yeah, he went out with, a, I believe it was an ankle injury. Now, I don't know how serious it could have just been a roll. And at that point there, just keep him out of the game. You obviously have a quick turnaround. But these are rookies that are expected to make a play or two. You know, guys like Anthony Walker, guys like Troy Hill, guys like Ronnie Harrison, you know, Denzel Ward. These are the veterans. These are the guys that are supposed to hold, you know, hold the fort down. And instead, on a third and seven, we're given a 10-yard cushion. Get up in the grill. Greedy Williams, I mean, he just had his hands full with A.J. Green all day long. If we're giving the offense two, what we're giving the defense? One. It's got to be a one. They didn't do anything. Garrett had a sack. Clowney had a sack, right? How's Garrett doing now? Is he a number one sacker or not? Yeah, probably. I mean, Miles Garrett is an absolute freak. They they focus their entire attention on stopping Miles Garrett. And listen, I get it. This is this is something that you'll see all day, every day on Twitter. We know Miles Garrett gets held. The entire NFL knows that Miles Garrett gets held every single play. It doesn't matter. Like you can't sit there and just you know, cry over spilled milk that Miles Garrett isn't getting holding calls. Yes, maybe one day he will. Who knows? But at the end of the day, you have to disrupt the passer. You have to get pressure with four. You have to be able to cover on the back end. You can't leave wide. You have seven guys in the in the back in the not in coverage. The throwing lanes that Ky- that uh, Kyler Murray had and some of the completions he had with six and seven guys coverage was like seven on seven drills. It was insane. I mean, how easy did it look, Paul? I mean, Paul, listen, you, you've only been following the game for, you know, a handful of years. How easy did it look for Kyler Murray today? That's my probably, that's probably my biggest worry at the moment, how hard it looks like for the Browns 
and how easy it is for our oppositions. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. That, that, that's where it is. And you're not creating turnovers. I mean, Kyle, listen, the whole stat of Kyler Murray fumbles. Kyler Murray fumbled the ball a bunch of times like at his feet. He just dropped the ball. It's not like he actually fumbled the ball. You know, yes, it's quote unquote a fumble, but he's more dropping snaps at his feet. And if you're, you know, not there to pick it up or to, you know, to cause disruption, he just falls on the ball. So I get that it's technically turnover worthy, but, you know, the Browns defense is just not doing what they're supposed to be doing. The entire point of being over rush four is so you can have this phenomenal coverage in the back end and you can create, the, get the ball out quickly, you know, force turnovers on that end. We're not doing it. We're not. And this defense is on third down is just embarrassing, Paul. Three, they, the, the Cardinals converted three third downs long, third and 21, third and seven, third and nine, third and four, third and six. These aren't third and ones. These aren't QB sneaks. Now, Kyler Murray put a beautiful pass to Christian Kirk on that first touchdown on third and 21. I get it. Great players are going to make great throws. But why does he have the pocket that's clean enough for him to throw that? That's what you got to ask yourself is, you know, what is going on? And my question is, what can we do between now and the Broncos to fix this problem? Luckily, the Broncos stink. Arizona's undefeated. Arizona would hang 40 on the Broncos. Let's hope that the Browns can get, because I'll tell you right now, the nice part is, is Denver's a perfect opponent. Denver's a very low power offense. Teddy Bridgewater, let me try that again. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't really stretch the field too much down the field. Um, You know, he's not a, he's a, he's a decent deep ball thrower, but he's not like a guy. I mean, Kyler Murray has an arm, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is kind of just a guy. So if there's a team out there that you could really kind of lick the wounds and get, get the ship righted, get out there on Thursday night, get the win. And then you got 10 days to rest, you know, get the JOKs back, get Jack Conklin back. Hopefully Jed Wills, ankle can heal up by then because this is a totally different. And you know what, honestly, Paul, you know, and Jack, Jack and I can argue this at the cows come home. This team hasn't looked the same since Jarvis Landry left those easy completions, Baker's safety valve. So you're going to get a, a slew of guys back, hopefully, after this Thursday night game, which, by the way, I will be in attendance for. So as much of this team needs to get healthy, they got to get their shit together, and that is going to fall on the coaching staff. So we're going to go one on the defense, yeah? Yeah, I think if anybody's giving them anything higher than that, it's a Make-A-Wish Foundation type of thing. Uh, special teams? Um, or or. We're going to have to go. We're having to go to the cards here. We're going to have to pull up a punter, punter, punter analytics to find out Jamie Gillen today, two punts. Uh, I think he had a 54 and a 52 yarder. So is that an improvement? That's a drastic improvement. I think his last ones, if I'm not mistaken. So he had two punts, uh, 54, 52 and the, let's see what the nets were. So the returns on their punt returns, they had two returns for eight yards. So let's say, I mean, that's a difference of 48 and 49. That is a six and seven yard return average higher for a net punt. Now, to be fair, at no point was he punting to down it inside the 20, which is sometimes where the average come down. So he could just unleash into a couple of punts. Um, but yeah, so Gillen, decent game out of him. Like I said, I like seeing those 50 burgers. Uh, Demetric Felton, I thought had a pretty decent game with his punt returns. He had the one punt return. I think he got like 20 yards on. 
And Anthony Schwartz had a decent return. I think he got out to the 35 on the one. Chase didn't miss. Um, from a coverage standpoint, I thought there was really nothing. Like the one thing you would have loved is the special teams to kind of create a turnover or block a kick or something along those lines. That didn't happen. Um, but yeah, they had one kickoff return that was inside the 25 and two for four yards on that. So I would say probably an eight for the special teams. I mean, I thought it was a pretty good special teams game. Not, not a ton was going on. I mean, if you want to give them a six, okay. But eight, it's probably a seven. Yeah, sorry, That's mate. Good. I think the one, the two and the eight really, I think six, we didn't really get, okay. Our kick returns, punt returns were okay, but they 20, weren't 21 amazing. yards on a punt return is pretty good. Okay, our kicker never got in the field, did he? Only yeah, for two um, extra points. Two extra points. Two extra points. Yeah. What do you think? Last thing of us keep going for these uh, four downs. At the end of the day, it didn't matter in this game, right? Um, I know a lot of people always want to kind of do the Monday morning quarterback thing and say, "Oh, well, the three points here." I think I don't generally like to agree with. Jack on a lot of things, but you know, in our uh, Browns chat, not Jack's gambling chat. In the event that you have two backup tackles on fourth and four, I think you kicked that one. I, I think Stefanski kind of brought it up a little bit briefly in the press conference at the end, saying, you know, that they they weigh the analytics, and I get it, but it's the first quarter. You get down there. You had kind of a rough first drive. They were only up seven, nothing putting three on the board. It's not a win. Kicking field goals is not a win for this offense. The win is touchdowns. So I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Like, for example, this is one of those famous things, Paul, you don't get it. And everybody says it's a stupid decision in the world. And then all of a sudden you maybe find David and a joke on a tight end screen and you score a touchdown and everybody talks about how Kevin Stefanski is this huge risk taker. You know, it's one of those ones where the outcome determines your opinion. So let, nobody said anything last week when the Chargers were going for it on fourth down and completing fourth and sevens all the time. Everybody's like, oh, look at Brand Staley. And then they got out and they got their asses whooped by the Ravens. Yeah. Well, look. All right, let's go over six. I, I, I can't do anything too positive there with an eight. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to finish up with one thing, Ian. I just want to say, we are three and three. We can still go 14 and three. <laughs> yes, that is true. It's not what we do now. It's what we do at the end of the season. So there is time to change things around. We have got the talent and I think we will be okay, but it is a very bitter loss. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like the Chargers, like the Chiefs, this was a game we could have won. But yeah, let's be honest, we got fairly beaten by a better prepared team than ourselves. Absolutely. They got their ass whipped. I mean, that just flat out, they got their ass whipped. And, you know, we knew that that stretch, the Vikings, Chargers, Cardinals was a tough stretch. And you come out of it one and two. Well, now your next games, your next six games are against the Broncos on Thursday night. Then you got 10 days to come back for the Steelers. Then you got the Bengals on the road, the Patriots on the road, the Lions at home, 
and the Ravens on the road. You better at worst case scenario, go four and two. You need to be seven and five going into week 12. Into your bye week, you need to be at worst seven and five. Ideally, you love to beat the Ravens and you love to beat whoever else. You'd love to run six and oh, and then nobody's not worrying about it because we're nine and three. But if we can be eight and four, seven and five, I'll take. But at the end of the day, like this team has to get better or else you're going to be, you know, six and six. But you need to be seven and five. You need to be eight and four. You need to be nine and three. You need to start winning some football games because these next six games, realistically, the Ravens are the only team on that slate that should give you a game. The other five, you are better than. Figure it out. All right, Ian. Well, look, we'll do a pre-show for the Broncos. Get our motivation back. I'm bringing the juice, baby. I'm, I'm going to be in First Energy Stadium. I'm bringing the juice. We ain't losing. I thought we did. We, I thought we beat Arizona. I thought that would look good for us. A little bit of Joe Crow, uh, Joe Show Crow on my plate for that one. But, you know, if you guys are going to the game, tweet at us, let us know. I'm not 100% sure where I'll be pregame. Uh, I may try to live on, live down the legend of Paul Brown, maybe hit the muni lot for a little bit. Not 100% sure. Um, but, yeah, if you're there, tweet us, let us know. Meet up for a drink. You can tell me I'm an idiot. Tell me Jack's an idiot. I'll shake your hand for that. You can say Paul's an idiot, too. No, everybody loves you, Paul. Go Browns. Go Browns. His property, we're damn good too. But you can't be any geek off the street. You gotta be handy with the steel if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up.